This program is brought to you by BibleWayMedia.org, overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uloga, Oklahoma. You're listening to Contending for the Crown with Kristen Rao. Hello, ladies, and welcome back to Contending for the Crown. I hope you're having a great day. When I was a little girl, I used to visit my great-grandma's house with my family. She lived in a small town a couple of hours away from our home in the big city. My parents, uncles, aunts, my brother, me, and my cousins would all go down for a work day at her house. We would spend time painting her house a fresh coat of white until it gleamed in the hot summer sun. There would be time for eating, visiting, and digging for treasures in her drawers filled with old buttons and beads. Before we left for home, we would take a picture out back with her enormous garden. I still treasure that photo. It is a moment caught in time with one of the hardest working women I have ever known, along with her great-grandkids, standing among the corn stalks, holding handfuls of greens, all smiling from ear to ear. We read about many beautiful gardens in the Bible. None can compare, though, with the Garden of Eden. The Garden of Eden was a perfect place, free from sin. Let's read Genesis 2, 5-9. When no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground, and a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature." And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The garden of Eden must have been a beautiful place. I have been to some beautiful gardens around the United States. Sometimes they take my breath away. But think of how amazing the Garden of Eden must have been. God provided within it everything needed for man to live and prosper. He even gave the man a helpmeet when he created woman. Genesis 2, 18-25 Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Adam and Eve lived in the Garden of Eden. It was home to them. 
even though it was a perfect place, free from sin, they still had rules that they had to follow. Genesis 2, 15-17 The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Unfortunately, they gave into temptation and succumbed to Satan's crafty schemes. Genesis 3, 1-6 Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. But God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Because of their disobedience, God punished Satan, Eve, and Adam, and they were driven from the Garden of Eden. How unfortunate to have to leave their beautiful home, a place where they could commune with God, and everything they needed was lovingly provided. We live in a world filled with sin as a consequence of the choice Adam and Eve made. We, too, have rules to follow. We have a home in heaven awaiting us, though, if we are obedient to God. Oh, what a home that will be! Let's strive every day to resist the schemes of the devil and trust in God. Join me again next week as we continue looking at different gardens in the Bible. Until then, remember to always and in every way be contending for the crown. We thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this program. You can find out more about Bowie Media by visiting us at bowiemedia.org. You can also find us on several uh, social media platforms now. You can find us not only on Facebook, but you also can find us on Tumblr. You can also find us on the Twitter alternative known as Telegram and on the Facebook alternative known as MeWe. We hope you enjoyed this program. We hope you will share with others. And as always, we thank you for listening.